Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Heady Jams, a grateful podcast. My name is Ira Lipsy, the eye of the world. Glad you could join us. You can find us on SoundCloud.com. You can search The Eye of the World or Heady Jams, a grateful podcast. You can find all of the episodes. You can go to iTunes and subscribe. And of course, you want to follow our day to day. You want to go to at Heady Jams W E V L at Heady Jams W E V L. That's the Twitter handle. That's where you can find all the goings ons, the updates of the upcoming episodes, and some uh, some bonus stuff. I'll say it like that. As uh, Saint Stephen handles the Twitter account, he's always got some good uh, some good action on there for you. In fact, sometimes on the the uh, the Friday night dead stream, he'll give you a little blow by blow commentary when that's going on. Sometimes Saint Stephen back after a little hiatus. Of course, today, this is episode six. This is kind of a special edition. We decided to play all covers. Now, the Grateful Dead are known for many of their cover songs, including uh, a plethora of Bob Dylan songs. You've got El Paso, Morning Dew, Violi Blues, a lot, of the, a lot of the blues numbers like Death Don't Have No Mercy. But what we've done is collected the more obscure, less often played cover songs. So we've got. I broke it down into two sets. They're they're very. It's you know it's kind of a short set. The all I think we got fifteen songs. It only runs for about an hour fifteen. And then we've got some bonus music. We'll tell you about Saint Stephen. Welcome back to the program. Uh, glad you could help contribute uh, to the set list. Um, when you think about the dead, because I was reading actually a feed on this uh, dead followers Facebook page, a lot of them were saying and I think incorrectly when they think of the dead they think of the dead and the cover songs they play as opposed to the dead originals when you think of the dead like is there one song that comes to mind immediately and is that song a cover song or an original so you're you're asking if there's a a, a song that comes to mind if as a dead cover or that that's a dead cover that became one of their own no I'm saying like Someone says to you Grateful Dead, the quintessential Grateful Dead song. Is it a, is it one of the songs they covered, or is it one of their originals? On this Facebook feed, I was I was watching. They were talking about some of the people were saying that they think of the Grateful Dead almost exclusively as a cover band because of so many of the so many songs are cover songs. But I think that's incorrect. I mean, so I'm asking you, in your opinion, when you think of the Grateful Dead, do you think of like, is the first thing you think of songs they played that were cover songs? And I, I know, like, Morning Dew was a cover song, but it's really a song. It's really a Grateful Dead song because no one ever heard it the other way. But do you think of the, the Grateful Dead as a cover, you know, more cover, cover band? Or do you think of the originals that make that or what makes them the Grateful Dead? For example, you know, Truckin', Estimated, Terrapin, stuff like that. Yeah, um, well, first of all, hey, it's great to be back after uh, missing the last show. You did a great job with that. So it's good to be back on here. I uh, loved uh, your show last week. Uh, to answer that question, um, that's a good question. I've definitely heard that before, and I do not think of The Grateful Dead as a cover band at all. I definitely, when I think of The Dead, I think of their originals. But like you said, they do have so many cover bands. You could say, I wouldn't say The Grateful Dead are a cover band by any stretch. They, they do play a lot of traditional songs, a lot of songs written by you know, guys like Bob 
Bob Dylan and even some older guys, Buddy Holly. I definitely don't think of them as a cover band, although I would say they do a great job of covering songs. Like they, you could say they are a great cover band, but that is not that's not what they are. That's the question you're asking. Yeah, and that's and I agree completely. That's that's that is what I'm asking, and I agree completely. Now, before I get to this list, is there one song that of the songs that you know we talked about? You know, songs they made their own, songs they covered. These, of course, on this list are the more obscure ones. But is there one Grateful Dead cover, and it can be a Dylan song, whatever, that is really your all-time favorite? All-time favorite. I thought you were going to ask me, is there one that I think of that I associate with? All right, that works, too. Yeah, I, you know, like I was going to say, they, they were at times known for dancing in the street, good loving. And those are definite covers that some deadheads probably consider a, you know one of the dead zone songs but dance in the street good loving those are covers and those were you know they actually i think went and they weren't high in the charts but i think they you know when shakedown street came out good loving was like the featured song and you know so so they are known for covers and like you said not fade away and morning do i mean those are as much grateful dead songs as they are you know i think a folk writer that wrote Morning Dew and then Buddy Holly, I believe, is wrote Not Fade Away. Um, those are the ones I would think of. As far as my favorite goes, that's a tough one, but I'd say if Morning Dew counts, for sure. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess sure it counts. Why not? We make the rules here, you know, so. All right, so let me tell you what we got going on in the first half here. We started off with Day Tripper, 62585. That's from the Blossom Music Center, I believe. Um, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, yeah. Uh, Day Tripper, a Beatles song. We do have a few Beatles songs in here. I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Day Tripper is one of my all-time favorite Beatles songs, and it's a it's a it's a set list starter uh, on that night, and it's a good and it's a good version. I mean, I really enjoy it. Oh yeah, I'm 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 fired up about this one. This is one of my favorites. Like, I'm like you, I like Beatles. They're fine. They're okay, but I don't listen to them all the time. The Dead picked some great Beatles songs to cover, and I think we have at least three or, or four in here today. Day Tripper being one of them, and this is from an awesome show from that summer '85 tour uh, that we keep talking about, and that I keep saying we might need to do a little anniversary uh, show about that great tour from uh, summer of 85. But the Day Tripper opener from this particular show is one of my favorite, like, unique dead covers. They didn't play a lot, but it is an awesome song. I think we picked the very next, ver- the very best version. Um, it's a shame we can't do the West Fade Away that follows it, but go check out the show sometime. Great opener for the show, Day Tripper. Love it. Yeah, and I think you'll notice there. there's a lot of the stuff on here. I think maybe half of the stuff is from the 80s, the mid-80s. Uh, let's see, 85, 85, 87, 85, 88, 86, 82. And yeah, well, I mean, we uh, yeah, 90. But, I mean, what, what we have, what I think you'll see is that on a lot of these covers, you really have some, some high-flying, time-to-shine Brent moments with the organ. So that's, you know, that's kind of... I like that aspect of it. All right, so then we go to the Felt Forum, the famous Felt Forum site, former site of the NBA draft, right next door to Madison Square Garden. Run, Rudolph, run, 12-4-71. Pigpen, 
with a little run Rudolph run. It's a it's a it's a snappy little number. It's short, and it's in the Christmas spirit, and it's it's solid. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a good one from another awesome era. Uh, that early the the early days of uh, when Keith Gottschalk first joined the band uh, towards the end of 1971 when they brought him in on keyboard. And you know this is is also headed into that uh, Europe '72. So it's got that similar sound, and the dead was just 1971, another just great year, and especially you feel the energy when Keith joins the band, and it's a it's a really cool one that they only did, you know, maybe a handful of times to run Rudolph run on this on this December uh, 71 tour. Awesome, awesome selection. Yeah, and then now this is one I really wanted to talk about another Beatles tune. This is from the good, the really good uh, Chapel Hill show 32493 from the Dean Dome. It's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Arguably one of the most famous Beatles songs ever, and arguably one of my least favorite Beatles songs. <laughs> <laughs> but when the dead do it, opinions change. You know, that that is true. When the dead do it, I mean, I do enjoy it. And really, the, the truth is, there's not a lot. A lot of these songs are not Jerry. And we were really short on Jerry's songs, so it, I felt it was key to, to, to slide this one in there. I love this cover. Like, again, like you said, it, actually, I kind of even like the Beatles version of it. It's obviously, you know, at a dead show, there's there's could be certain reasons why Lucy in the Sky with Diamond might be uh, extra applause to the crowd. Uh, you know, you can use your imagination on that. But uh, when they started playing this song, it, it, it was really cool. I think we, I know I saw it at least a couple of the shows I went to. And a lot of times it was an encore. They had some, they had this time, this one, was this an encore? I think this is an encore in Chapel Hill. Yeah, encore. Yeah, it is, it's such a cool one. And that Chapel Hill show, if you're not familiar with it, you know, the, from 93, one of the better shows post Bruce Hornsby leaving the band in, you know, in 92. Uh, this Chapel Hill show, Dan Healy let all the papers plug into the soundboard. So there's awesome copies of this show out there and it circulated and they just, just were on this whole show. It was a really good show and the, the closing Lucian Scott Diamonds is such a cool cover. I think they played it in Memphis uh, in 95. I've put that up double check. But uh, it's a really cool uh, Beatles tune they do. They have, a, they have a good take on it. Yeah. Alright, so next is another Beatles song and this one I think I saw at half the dead shows I went to in the late mid, you know, in the mid-90s and it's Rain from 72994 Buckeye Lake, also in Ohio. Um, Stephen, St. Stephen is, uh, was trying to wrangle a special guest uh, to come on and talk about this show as uh, someone we know was at the show. Uh, is she going to be available? Um, yeah, I think she's tending to uh, a little baby, uh, William Tell, uh, who is kind of uh, giving her, 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 she's got her hands full right now. Little guy, but uh, but <laughs> little, little Willie Tell's mom, she was at this show uh, in '94 at uh, Buckeye Lake, and uh, it was it was a, it was one of the rain shows. There were a few of those towards the tail end where they played, you know, it was pouring down rain outside. They would play all the rain songs, so they opened up with rain, and uh, she said the crowd was awesome, going nuts. And then right after rain, I think there's the part where they talked about sunshine. And then the sun comes out during the show, and it's just one of those kind of cool moments of the dead show. Actually, pretty. I listened to some of this show. Pretty good show. 
for 94, and they play some more Rain songs later in the show. I think Samba in the Rain and maybe Looks Like Rain. Um, but she said it was a blast at that show. That Buckeye Lake's a really kind of cool, unique venue, really open, and uh, a really fun time uh, for her. And uh, she's sorry she could not be here to tell us about it in person. Yeah, and it, it is a good version. Has stretched his bow, so it will stretch no further bow. I'm sure he's stretching your patience constantly. All right, so next we got Wake Up Little Susie. This is from Bear's Choice Volume 1. And this is one of the first dead covers that I associate uh, with my time listening to the dead because Bear's Choice was an album that came out and someone had it and we're listening to it and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a dead song. That's the Everly Brothers. And uh, it was re- it's really cool, an acoustic version uh, Bob's voice is sweet. It's, 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 you know, all around, it's a cool song. Yeah, this was a great pick. I totally forgot about this when I was thinking about cover songs. I was kind of thinking more, I didn't, I just didn't go back far enough to this. This was such a good call. What, I mean, we've played, what did we play? The Dark Hollow from Bear's Choice in one of our, uh, earlier episodes, correct? Um, was it from that or was it from Reckoning? I'm not sure. I can't remember Bear's Choice is a cool uh, early acoustic uh, album, or it's got some acoustic, some electric, but but uh, awesome, awesome song here. And good, good vocals, good harmonies. This was during that, like, what about that American Beauty, Working Man's Dead, when they really started uh, hitting on their harmonies well. And this is a really cool, really cool, such a great song, and they they just do it awesome on this acoustic version. Yeah. Then you got the crowd favorite, Kansas City. Ten twenty eight eighty five, of course, the day after the World Series, where your beloved St. Louis Cardinals lose to the Kansas City Royals, and I did switch the versions to ten twenty eight eighty five Fox Theater Atlanta, and Bobby says, "I wonder how many of y'all were watching TV last night," uh, referring to the Royals victory, and uh, it's an all around good number. Uh, it's rocking. They played it one other time at the Centrum in eighty, you know, about like about a week later. Centrum, uh, Worcester, Mass. And, you know, what can you say? It's a, it's a nice little number. That's all, you know, that's what it is. I'll tell you what I can say. I wish you would have left this one off this list. And you're opening up some wounds. Because I, for one, was watching TV on August 27, 1985, at Game 7. Disaster, World Series, when the Royals beat the Cardinals after that ridiculous call in Game 6. Don Deckinger? What's that? Don Deckinger? Don Deckinger. The, uh, the, the first base call is one of the worst calls in the history of baseball. Cost the Cardinals. I'm glad he got my check. Uh, it's a rough, rough one. Uh, I think walking in Andujar, went to the locker room and ripped out some bathroom furnishings after game seven. And anyway, <laughs> they, they did play Kansas City in honor of the Royals uh, winning it. They play at this show at the fabulous Fox. Then you and I have seen, uh, some concerts at very cool in atlanta um it is an awesome show definitely that uh october 28 one of my favorite versions very heady version of my brother esau yeah it's a great one awesome one with four cowbell <laughs> right great, great, great version. but uh yeah it's a cool cover they do it's like a really cool thing that the dead could do they could just be on tour and you know they're i guess they're baseball fans watching the game and then they pull up this old blues number out of nowhere and surprise the crowd. So pretty cool stuff, even though Cardinals lost. Right. And then speaking of uh, some some rough memories, some rough stuff for you, 
Broken Arrow, eight twenty two ninety three. Uh, this is a Phil number. I, I know you don't like it. This is actually my favorite version that they do of this one. Uh, it's from Outson Stadium. It's a it's a the very good recording, which you gotta love. It's a it's a very clean version. Um, you know, Phil's not the best vocalist, but it's heartfelt, and you can tell that the song means something. It's a Robbie Robertson cover, and uh, you know, it is like I said, it is what it is. Song. I mean, you know, I was you and I were talking about it earlier, and I was kind of ripping on it a little bit. But it is a cool song. It's a, it's a unique song, and Bill's singing it. Anytime Bill steps up to the mic and sings, Deadheads go nuts. They love it. Um, there, you know, there's a couple good versions of this song. This, this, I mean, just hearing it, I, I don't listen to much late '90s anymore. But it takes me back to some of the earlier, and you know, some of the first times, you know, first first tapes I had of the Dead and hearing this. And this was kind of the era that you and I were going to see him. So. It was cool, you know, cool version, good pick, you know. Shows, shows in 93, uh, Eugene, Oregon. That's really, really good shows. Yeah, both of those shows are really good. All right, and then we end the first half of the set with Dear Mr. Fantasy. This is from a show that we've actually played some stuff from before, 92387, one of my first tapes, the Philly Spectrum. That is, we've played the Good Lovin' La Bamba Good Lovin' from that show, and this is a Dear Mr. Fantasy the traffic cover, Brent on the organ, going nuts, lots of yelling, lots of organ, just an all-around ripping version. Yeah, this is my favorite. Uh, this is my favorite song that Brent sings. Like out of all the songs he has, um, there's not a lot of great competition, I will say. But he, he shined on Dear Mr. Fantasy. He he was awesome on it. Like it brought the brought the crowd down. I think this is one of the. Is this one of the earlier? Versions in '87 when they first started playing it. I think I think it is one of the earlier versions. Yes. Yeah. yeah this is a this is a very hot show. I think we that that's the one we played the Good Lovin' La Bamba Good Lovin' awesome show at the Philly Spectrum and Brent was Brent would bring down the house with, with Dear Mr. Fancy like that it became a showcase song it almost kind of rivaled some of the Jerry like ballad slot I think it even took that a few times but yeah Brent would he could bring it during Dear Mr. Fancy. Just an awesome traffic song, you know, anyway. So, great song to cover. But, yeah, this is a cool one. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we're going to let these play, and then we're going to come back uh, and talk about the second part. So, what you have, you got Day Tripper, 625-85, Blossom Music Center, Cuyahoga Falls, Run Rudolph Run, 12471, The Felt Forum in New York City. Then you've got LSD, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, 32493, Chapel Hill, Rain, 729.94 Buckeye Lake Wake Up Little Susie this version's from Bears Choice Volume 1 Kansas City 1028.85 which is the Fox Theater in Atlanta Broken Arrow 822.93 from Alton Stadium Eugene Oregon and Dear Mr. Fantasy 923.87 from the Philly Spectrum the city of brotherly love home of Dr. J Moses Malone Mo Cheeks Andrew, Tony, etc. So we're going to let that play. We're going to come back in a few, tell you about, about the second part. And I think you're really going to enjoy what we got on the second half of this lineup as well. Enjoy. Thank you. 
TV last night. Crazy little women there. 
Heady Jams, a grateful podcast, Eye of the World, joined by St. Stephen, and this is an almost all covers edition, because we do have some bonus music at the end that is not covers. It's a mostly covers edition, and it's mostly obscure covers, ones the dead did not play a ton. Hope you enjoyed the first half. A lot of good stuff on there. Now, coming up here in the second half, first song we have is not technically a cover, I guess, because Bruce Hornsby was part of the band at the time, and it was one of his original songs, but 123091 in Oakland, it's the Old Valley Road. This is a great, great tune. I don't know how many of y'all out there uh, listen to much Bruce Hornsby, and I don't know how much I would have listened to at all if he hadn't been a member of the Grateful Dead. But I've checked out some of his stuff, like his early albums, and I've become a fan. I, I think he writes some really good stuff. Um, he definitely had some top 40 hits, but even a lot of his other songs on his album, definitely worth listening to. Valley Road is cool. I've this, I like it better. The Dead version of it is another example. I like the Dead version of this better than Hornsby's own version on his album. And it's uh, this, is, this is a great one here. Um, that New Year's Run from Oakland in 91. Just a cool song. One of the few that, that Bruce uh, sang lead on. Uh, with the dead but this is a really really awesome tune that uh, they pulled out uh, i'm glad they pulled a couple of solo free songs out when he was a member of the band yeah i agree with that he he is a tremendous talent now the next song you were there i was not i was living out of the country at the time i was not able to attend but since those of you who are maybe out there in podcast land don't know where this show originates out of memphis Tennessee, and this next song 4195 from the Great American Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee, Take Me to the River. The old Al Green number. This was awesome. I was at the show. I saw a decent amount of shows in the last two years only, and we all know those weren't the best years of the dead, but this is one of the moments that absolutely stood out. They came out. I can't tell you how excited Memphis was for the Grateful Dead coming here for the first time. Yeah, I think they played the. They, supposedly they played the Coliseum in 1970, the old Mid South Coliseum. But they they would come through the South. They would not play Memphis. And on their last spring tour, in 1995, they finally picked Memphis, and the whole place was just stoked, beyond stoked to have them here. Like the crowd, the crowd energy was incredible. And they came out. They opened up with Hell in a Bucket, and it just blew the roof off the place. And the next song was Candyman. And Jerry sang a lot about Memphis, and it just—you couldn't even hear the band play it so loud. There, it was an incredible moment. I get my—I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I was at the show with our boy uh, Black Peter, uh, Ira. You know, um, we were there. He came in with his boys from Madison, Wisconsin. Just had an awesome time. And then they played the song. It was a Al Green tune. A lot of people thought it was a Talking Head song. The Talking Heads actually covered it. Green, taking the river. He's from Memphis, so they, I mean, it just made the show that much more special that they waited that long to play Memphis. They come out with an Al Green song, and like you know, I, I don't know if you played the audience version from this, but crowd, the crowd enjoys it. It was just one of the best moments of seeing that band live. I, I'll never forget. 
Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. We we actually saw it again later in that summer in uh, St. Louis on the river. So, uh, that's right. Yeah, we saw it. In, they played in St. Louis. A lot of the river towns they would they would pull this out. It's just it, it worked really well. They did a good job on it. Yeah. Then next you've got the Eric Clapton number, and I think it was out around the same time that Dead were covering it. This is from six fourteen eighty five, the Greek Theater in Berkeley, California. Keep on growing which you have Phil and Brent uh, doing the main vocals on this number. And it's also one of the early ones that I had heard. And I was like, what the hell is my, what the hell am I listening to here? And it was like, Oh, it's the dead doing keep on growing. And I'm like, Oh, all right. I love it. This was, this, yeah, (laughs) this is one of our all time favorites again from that summer 85 tour. And one of the first tapes that we had, and it was just like a total unique like, we were like, what is this? So awesome. You know, Keep On Growing is actually from the Derek and the Dominoes album um, that came out in the early 70s. Yeah, you're right. It, it's on there. And it's a really cool uh, tune. You know, Derek and the Dominoes, you know, Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman. It's a really cool song if you're not familiar with it. But the Dead do it, and it's awesome with Phil and Brent Cards. It's a really fun fun uh, song that they pull out for this Greek show in 85. It was their 20th anniversary of the band. Kind of like a homecoming show at the Greek Theater in Berkeley. And uh, this is a cool one. We've all, I've always loved this song. It's a great show. You know, it's, a, it's a really fun cover. Yeah, and then and now here's another one where Brent's on the lead. Uh, 5188. This is Louie Louie. I know one of your favorites. But, you know, I mean, honestly... It's not a bad song. Everybody knows the song. It's a, you know, it's a party song, Animal House, whatever. It's just, you know, it's okay. I, I love this. I love this Louie Louie. They, I believe they open up the second set with it. That's correct. They, and they go in, they might go into a trucking right after this, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Like, I think it's got the most cool laid back vibe that's very unique for the dead you didn't hear i don't they didn't play louis i think they maybe played it two or three times i love this version i think it's awesome laid back and like it's a cool groove and they kind of jam in and then when they finish it they launch into truck and i think it's just a really cool way to open a set definitely a unique one and a, and a cool song it, it, was, it was awesome there it's frost uh, amphitheater that was uh stanford university yeah frost and they do go into the truck and so anyway that's you know that's it, it is what i mean it's good i mean i just you know i'm for me, it's okay. Now, the next one is one that I really love, uh, and that's really more of a Jerry Band song, but in this instance, it's covered by the dead, and Bobby is doing the singing, and that's Roadrunner. You're going to live the life I love and love the life I live. I mean, that's like words to live by, but it's, you know, it's a, they did it a couple times. This one's from Hampton, 321.86. It's a good song. You know, they play it. I'm just, I'm kind of, actually, I was a little surprised it didn't end up uh, in the rotation more, but it's a good little number. They start off the show with it, and uh, I think the crowd seemed to enjoy it. You gotta, you gotta keep on keeping on. This is, I know, this is one of your all-time favorite covers here, and that line, that line is just awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love the life I live. I'm gonna live the life I love. It, it's so cool and great cover. This was a uh, Hampton Coliseum, the '86 run where they uh, also broke out Box of Rain the first time in a long time and the crowd goes nuts so these were cool shows at Hampton 86 and I know this is one of your one of your all time favorites yeah it is performing as the Warlocks I believe at those Hampton shows 
1989, but hey, that's okay. We all make it. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a mistake. All right, so now we get into the meat of the, the, the ending part of this set, and we've got a couple of Rolling Stones numbers. First, we're going to go to 821.93. This could be the last time. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this one's awesome. We're, we're playing some great covers here. I mean, I hope the listeners will... Uh, you know, they'll be okay with us not mixing in the dead tunes, but we were playing some of the coolest covers the Grateful Dead ever did. Like we said, they, they covered songs so so well, and the last time a Rolling Stones song, I actually didn't even know this song, I think, before I heard the Dead play it, but it's a, you know, it's a great Stone song. The Dead do it awesome, and this is that, again, that Eugene Oregon 93 run that we played the Broken Era from before, um, and Huey Lewis comes out on this one as a special guest coming out of space. They go in the last time. And it absolutely rocks. Like, this is such a good one coming out of space. There, there's some really good versions of them. This one's definitely one of the best ones that they've played. This is a staple of the songs that would come out of space in that late kind of 80s and then into the 90s. Uh, so this is a good one. Great pick here. Yeah. And then then we've got one that's a, uh, a, Vince, a Vince cover. He Vince is on the lead. And it's Baba O'Reilly, the, the Who song. Bob O'Reilly, and it's usually played with Tomorrow Never Knows, but I kind of, it's from the, yeah, right, it's a Beatles song, it's from 321.93, the Omni in Atlanta, and I actually did not include the Tomorrow Never Knows, I was doing the recording and something got a little hitched, and I was like, you know, we can, we can go without the Tomorrow Never Knows, there's nothing wrong with it, it's just, the Bob O'Reilly is really where the energy is. Yeah, it's good, it was kind of a weird, the way this one worked live when they when they went into the Beatles uh, tune after the uh, you know a lot of people know this song they, you know most people don't even know the song is Bob O'Reilly they think it's a teenage wasteland and you'll you know you may not know you know it's a great Who song they started playing this and Vince just you know God bless him Vince didn't have the most fans you know after replacing Brent you know but he does he did a great job you know holding that keyboard seat down and this was the one when he really started getting his confidence they, they let him see it you know, lead vocals on this, and it was an encore. It was awesome, awesome song to hear live. And then, of course, you know the line that everybody loves at a dead show, you know, and hey, we're all wasted, and the crowd goes crazy, and it's fun. This is a good here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, so then we got two more, and then one of them is another Stone song, and probably their most famous song, I guess, of all time, from 101082. The Frosty Amphitheater in Stan- Stanford University. The first time the dead ever covered it. It is satisfaction. It's a rockin' version. Really solid. A lot of fun. That's what I would say about most of these songs. They're a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> take a song and just you know, play it and just make it a blast. And satisfaction. Uh, yeah, they, I think they started playing this one towards the end of 81. But they, you know, they would play it a handful of times throughout the early 80s. Um, this one from the Frost. I, I, you and I were talking about what we were doing today, and I will tell you, I think I cannot think of an encore that I like better than October tenth, nineteen eighty-two, at the Frost Amphitheater. The Dead do Satisfaction into Baby Blue, like my one of my maybe my favorite favorite version of Baby Blue. It's such a good encore, like I, I love it. And this Satisfaction, Bobby is just like rock starring it up, laying it out there. He doesn't want to get no satisfaction, not one even little fraction. It's, it's awesome. Awesome version of it. A lot of fun. 
Yeah. And then we're going to wrap it up with a show that really got me through uh, some good times. When I was living abroad, I only was able to take a few uh, dead tapes and CDs with me. And I had just bought uh, an import release. This is before, like, you know, digital and everything online. I had bought Red Rocks 7878 on CD. And I wore that sucker out. And the Werewolves of London encore from that show uh, was just, I just remember, I can i can picture myself sitting on the porch late at night. People are, you know, asleep. I'm just hanging out, thinking about, you know, listening, you know, going to some shows or whatever it is. And just had my headphones on, blasting some, you know, some estimated profit from that show is unbelievable. And, and then wrapping it up with that Werewolves of London and then calling it a night, you know. It's just so good. I can imagine, like, being thousands of miles from home and being, you know, that age and just, you know, thinking about, you know, about your favorite band and whatever. I can, I'm can, i sure that that was awesome for you. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was that CD you had, wasn't it titled Werewolves of Red Rocks? You are exactly correct. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Those little, those little import bootleg CDs were pretty, pretty funny when you come across them. That, but the, what an awesome one this one was, and definitely like, I, this is probably one of the more famous dead shows. That July '78 Red Rocks run um, is awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, they released it as a, a live release for that uh, July '78 box set that came out years ago, and, and the Red Rocks shows are awesome. And the Werewolves of London, Warren Zevon song, such a cool tune. Uh, one of our other favorite bands, Widespread Panic, would bust that out every once in a while. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. They played it in 78. You know, that, that also, that Normal uh, uh, Illinois, one of my all-time favorite shows, April 24, 78, has a really cool werewolves. Uh, and this one's awesome, too. The Werewolves of Red Rock. There you go. All right, so that's your second half. Valley Road, 123091, Oakland. Take Me to the River, 4195 from Memphis. Keep on Growing, 61485. Berkeley Greek Theater, Louis Louis five one eighty eight Frost Amphitheater, Roadrunner three twenty one eighty six from Hampton, The Last Time from eight twenty one ninety three Alton Stadium in Eugene Oregon, Baba O'Reilly three twenty one ninety three from the Omni in Atlanta, Satisfaction ten ten eighty two Frost Amphitheater, and The Werewolves of Red Rocks seven eight seventy eight. Enjoy that, folks. We're gonna come back after that. And tell you a little bit about the bonus track we've got for you. And this one is a definite don't miss. All right? If I can can jump in real quick. For y'all listening out here, do not miss what we have for you as a bonus on this show. It is one of the all-time great jams the Grateful Dead ever did. Do not skip. It's awesome. There you have it. From St. Stephen himself. Certificate of Authenticity. Enjoy.
took my little hand in hers and she told me I was my boy. She said it's gonna be your right, boy. Thank you. 
saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Hole Books For to get a big dish of beef chow mein Werewolf 
Chicken a pina colada, trade of Vicks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that second part. Some great stuff on there. Valley Road, Bruce Hornsby, my favorite or one of my favorite all-time dead covers, Roadrunner, little Bob O'Reilly action, and, of course, the Werewolves of Red Rocks from 7878. Now we got the bonus track to talk about. This is from... 51974 Portland, Oregon, uh, recently released on that 7374 Pacific Northwest box set uh, where you got three shows, Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver, uh, the complete shows from 73 and from 74. This is trucking into a jam, into not fade away, into going down the road feeling bad, and this could be maybe the best sequence the dead had prior to what some people consider the glory days of 77. I'm not going to go that far. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it didn't. First off, awesome trucking, great segue into the jam. And now the controversy starts St. Stephen. Many people say this is a mind left body jam. If you read some other, you know, set list, you know, compilations, they will say this is a heaven help, jam what say you you know that is uh it's very highly controversial in deadhead land whether this is mind left body or heaven help jam i've called it a mind left body jam because that's the way it was labeled on my original tape and i'm just going with whoever gave me that tape back today there is some of that mind left body theme in there listeners can decide for themselves but this is like what i'm talking about 
why I love Grateful Dead more than any other band. They, they this jam out of trucking, they are blazing in trucking. And then after the main, you know, after the main verses are over, they start melting down out of it, and they just it, they take over. And it's why the Grateful Dead are the greatest live band of all time. Like the jam out of trucking into this mind left body jam. When you have when you have Billy, you know. The solo drumming of Billy, his drums in this are just, God, he is on fire. And Phil is playing a bass line behind it. It's just, this is this is one of the greatest jams ever. I was listening to this earlier today. I hadn't listened to it in a while. It is it is incredible. And then they go into that jam, into the not fade away, going down the road, going bad. This this is incredible live Grateful Dead right here, and one of the best best years ever, 1974. Yeah, and you know it's funny you say you hadn't listened to it in a while, and I and I think there's. You know, because every day you could listen to something different from the Grateful Dead, from the live catalog, and you would, you know, you would rarely listen to the same thing twice. But I think there are certain things, certain single show, single songs from individual shows, or certain, you know, three or four song combinations that I make a point not to go too long without hearing. And I probably say this, this truck in mind left body, not fade away, going down the road you know, four song, whatever monster blast is like, you know, I probably, I probably don't go three months without listening to it. Just you said it yourself. If that, that Portland show is one of your all time favorite shows, like all, all, all the way through. Like, oh yeah. You can't, you can't discount the beginning of that second set with the, um, was it Bertha promise greatest? I think uh, we're going to play that promise land Bertha greatest. We're going to get that on sometime. Great. Oh yeah, we will. It's, it's a rocking on fire segue. They were so on in the show, and uh, it, it's just, this is just this is awesome. Grateful Dead right here. The jam is incredible, and like you said, I, mean, I, I absolutely. There's no reason I need to go far without listening to this. This is a go-to show right here. But, yeah, I mean, I think I mean I think there are people out there that you know I mean as good as like the Scarlet Fire from you know five eight seventy seven is. You know they probably don't. You know like oh you know. It's probably been a few months since I've heard that, you know, because especially that bass line at the beginning of the Scarlet is so iconic. You know, that can just you could just listen to that for a few seconds and then be like, all right, I got my fix. But I think like to listen to this whole compilation, it just where they take it, it's, you know, it's jazz, it's rock. It's so, you know, it gets a little spacey for a little bit. It's just, you know, like you said, it's why they're the best live band, improvisational live band ever to play. Man, they are just like it's like we said we've said before the music is playing the band here they are just so locked in grooving off each other and it's total improv you know you know they're kind of making it up as they go along and like one guy plays a little something you know billy will play a little fill on the drums and then phil will play a little something on the bass off of it and then jerry's just playing overall it it is just they are so on fire in this show and uh you know if if it, if there was like a limited amount of Grateful Dead, I could take to me like the famous Desert Island where you can't have any more. You know, there is no way that this is you know, this is how long is this a half hour? So this would be on there. I don't care how much time I'm allotted. There's no way I would leave without this. <laughs> you know what? I could not agree with that statement more than what you just said. And that, that this 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 little thirty minute set right there it does it's the it passes the Desert Island test. You got to take it with you. There you go. All right, so we're going to let you listen to that. It's trucking. According to this show, it's the Mind Left Body Jam, Not Fade Away, Going Down the Road, Feeling Bad, 51974, Portland, Oregon. Prepare to scoop your face up off the floor. 
Enjoy it. Shame. Drunken, 
staring out of the hotel window. Got a tip, they're gonna kick the door in again. I like to get some sleep before I travel. But if you got a warrant, I guess you're gonna come in. Get out of the door, light 
All right, everybody. I am uh, here with a shovel and a bucket, scooping my brains and face up off the floor, trying to reattach to my face. Uh, that's the truck in mine left body jam, not fade away, going down the road feeling bad from 5-1974. Never get tired of listening to that. Oh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Now that's going to be the end of our show, but we are going to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, you can find this, of course, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. I want you to follow us on Twitter at Hetty Jams W-E-V-L. That's at Hetty Jams W-E-V-L on the Twitter machine. Uh, St. Stephen, thank you for joining me. We're going to talk about, maybe for a second, what we might do for the next show. I'm thinking about possibly doing an all-Jerry band, not necessarily Jerry band, but Jerry with side projects set. You know, for one set and then maybe some, you know, some dead for another set, you know, get a little Jerry and Merle in there, maybe some resurrection, um, you know, that type of stuff. I'm not sure. You got any ideas? Yeah, we definitely need to get uh, some Jerry stuff in here, especially after, you know, Jerry didn't make, he didn't get as many lead uh, lead vocal songs on this one. Um, but, you know, we've got the days between coming up, so that's something an idea that we could do either soon or save it for a little bit down the road. Um, I've got to say, you know, I'm sorry right now. I'm not really sure uh, where my mind is after that uh, truck and mind left body jam. I tell you, my mind is certainly not my body right now. <laughs> that was so good. So good to listen to that. But, yeah, we've got some, uh, you know, we kicked around a few good ideas for future shows. I hope you all are joining. I hope you all follow us on Twitter at Hetty Jams, W-E-B-L. And uh, tweet us at the show. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what some of your favorite years are, what some of your favorite stuff you've heard from the from the show, you know, we've talked about doing that 1985 anniversary. We've talked about maybe even pulling out some 95 stuff that we saw live. Um, you know, I've got, I know we've got a lot of other good ideas that we're picking around. So you know, hope you are and I'll keep listening. You know, St. Stephen, I think you'd really just, you just hit the nail on the head. I think the next show we're going to do, because it's, today is 6, 16, 2020. Uh, you just had the anniversaries of the 614 and 15 Greek theater shows. And by the time we come out with the next show, it's probably going to be real close to the 628 Hershey, 630 Merriweather. So I think the next show is probably going to be mostly, mostly 1985 summer tour stuff. I say we do it. Let's just do, let's just make it the summer 85, the best of summer 85 tour. We got it's the perfect time to do it. It's 35th anniversary. It's June, and it's it's one of our all-time favorites. We we may even repeat a song or two that we played before, but there's just so much good stuff from that whole tour. It'd be fun to go back and listen to it and kind of pick our favorite. Yeah. All right, done deal. So there you go. Next time on the Heady Jams, a grateful podcast show, it'll be episode seven, lucky number seven, and it will be an homage to the summer of 1985 tour. Once again, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Heady Jams, W-E-V-L, St. Stephen, Tell Mama Saint and Baby William Tell, I said hello. Health and happiness to everyone else out there. St. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Great job once again. I'm really enjoying it. You're doing an awesome job with this. And with that, we are out. <laughs>